Greetings, my brethren, in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is our soon coming King. What a joy it is to be able to come and share with you from the Word of God and trust that the things that I would share with you would encourage your hearts and that you will really just learn from you know the Word of God and apply the things that you would learn and uh, that would make you a better person for Christ. Several weeks ago, I spent some time with the matter of the family. And when I completed that, I began praying, asking the Lord what he would have me to speak on in these devotions in the morning. And I believe that I can honestly say he led me to speak on this matter of being a child of God, a child of God. I love to use the songwriters and use the words of those hymns because they mean a lot. He who wrote this hymn, his name is Harriet E. Buell. He wrote this based on Romans chapter 8 and verse number 17. And he said in verse 1, My father is rich in houses and land. He holdeth the wealth of this world in his hand. Of rubies and diamond, of silver and gold, his coffers are full. He has riches untold. I am a child of the King, a child of the King. With Jesus my Savior, I am a child of the King. Speaking about being a child of the King, there are many Christians that come my way in regards to this matter from many persons. One of the questions that I hear from time to time that people are very concerned about is that of the matter of the believer eternal security. The question that comes is the question, can a believer lose his salvation and be lost? Can a child of God lose his salvation and be lost? Can a born again child of God lose his or her salvation and be lost? Because this is so deep and so serious, I would like to begin a little bit different this morning, and that is to begin with prayer and to invite God to lead and to direct, for there are many who would listen to what I would say and would draw their conclusion. So would you pray with me and ask God to lead and to direct. Our Father, today we come to you and we thank you so much that we can come to you anytime with any situation and ask for your help and you are always willing and not only willing, ready, Lord, to help us. We pray that you would give wisdom in dealing with this matter. We pray for those who are not saved, Lord, that they would come to know you as Lord and Savior. And those who are saved, their Lord will continue to serve you. But Lord, we pray for this matter of those who are saved and this hope that we have, whether it is an eternal hope or it's just a temporal hope. So we ask that you would give wisdom as I try to explain based on the word of God, 
what you said about this matter. Thank you so much for the privilege of being able to share. And now, as I share, I ask that you be honored, that you be glorified in everything that I would say or everything that I would do. Be with us, Lord, even as I share this introduction with these, your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can the believer lose his or her salvation? Permit me to go to Romans chapter 8. Let me read from verse 17 for you. Romans chapter 8. This will be our introduction to this uh, series. It'll take us a little while. But I want to read from verse 14 all the way down to verse 39. Listen to what the word of God has to say. Let me read from verse 12. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. I want you to pay attention to that. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Notice that. Many that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Not might be the sons of God, hope to be the sons of God, but they are the sons of God. He continues by saying, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bared witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I, I, I just love that. Look at the tense. We are the children of God. Verse 17. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the honest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the Son of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willing, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labor with both pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the false fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the Spirit knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the call according to his purpose. 
for whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestinated, those he also called. Whom he called, those he also justified. And whom he justified, those he also glorified. Now verse 13. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or nakedness, or famine, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, look carefully with me to verse number 37 down to verse number 39. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to make sure that we get that this morning as our introduction. And would you believe my time is up? But I'm anxious to get back with you to do some explanation of what we have read. I trust that you will join me next morning when we come together and look at this matter, saying what the scripture says in regards to, can the child of God become a child of the devil and no more a child of God? Can the believer lose his salvation? That's the question. We will answer it from the scripture. Our Father, we are thankful to you for this privilege that you have given us as your ambassadors to represent you here on planet Earth. And as we do, may you be honored, may you be glorified, may your people be helped, and may many come to know you, oh God, through listening to your word. Thank you for everything that you have done in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day in the Lord.